support females, particularly um, female entrepreneurs. Cool. In the future. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Awesome. Danielle! Danielle! Please, Sonia! is here and her daughter Stephanie. Jessica. Whatever. You should really talk to her, you know? No. It's just a job. Darling! Hi, Hi, Hi Mom. I'm so sorry for your loss. No funny business with Maya. Thank you. You think everyone that's bi is experimenting? You have zero gaydar. Excuse me, kid. I lived through New York in the 80s. My gaydar is strong as a bull. You can't just, like, show up to, like, the after party for a shiva and like reap the benefits of the buffet. She lost so much weight. Yeah. You think she has an eating disorder? major again. Feminism isn't exactly what I call a career. It's not my career, it's a lens. Max worked for your father years ago. Really? Just try to behave yourself today. I'm not gonna blow him in the bathroom. Why do you keep looking over there? Hi, I'm Kim Beckett. I don't think she's pretty. Malibu Barbie is not pretty. I mean, she's just like basic. You are such a good kid. Danielle! Look at this place! Are you on drugs? No, just kidding. Is she okay? I already have a plan and a path, so. So you just study and don't eat. Go out with your beautiful friends, is that it? Is that your life? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's my life. Wow, lucky you. Mom, 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 who died? Hello. I can't, I, I, yeah, we can start the podcast now. Hey, Trent. Hello, Parth. <clears throat> You're looking well. It's good to see you, good to hear your voice, although I guess we've been talking for the last, like, half hour at this point. Yeah, it's nice when that happens. It feels like an eternity since we've, uh, since we've done this. It's almost like hanging out. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But not exactly. But no. But, well, something you would do with your friends is, is like, e- eat go snacks. Hang, eat. Yeah. Drink and, bev- drink beverginos. Beverginos. But I, I'm not with you in person, so I'm just I wonder what you've been eating. Exactly. Um I had a little cup of coffee because our good friend Ellie, who uh Ellie is, Gualberto? Y- yeah, not yet a friend of the show, but a friend a friend of the friend. Friend off the show. Yeah, or a friend of a friend of the show. Fixed our cure yesterday that gets like clogged. Every once in a while, and she did some surgery on it, and so I'm having a cup of coffee because it's working now, so um, thank you. And then I had two frozen blueberry waffles, toasted them, mm. a, little, a little butter, a little syrup, and the secret is you put the butter on, and then you put it back in the toaster, let the butter melt, and then and then you put the syrup on, and then you eat it. It's interesting you bring up waffles, because w- would you like to know what I had to eat? Uh, absolutely. Is it Waffles. I had ego waffles. Um, oh, oh, great! I don't know. I I feel like I probably bought store brand because times are tough. But mm. ego Jordan gets the like ego like French toast mini waffles. Mm. You know those, and yeah, those are yeah. yeah so uh, we I, sell out sometimes. I usually either get the chocolate chip or strawberry ones. Um, this time it was chocolate I'm, chip. I'm a blueberry guy, but mm. when but when I go to like a diner or something, my and I'm really treating myself. I'll say, give me blueberry. Blueberry pancakes with chocolate chips. Mm, wow, that is wild. It's really going for it. I, I like blueberries in 
pancakes, but not so much in waffles for some reason. Aren't they kind of the same thing? Uh, whenever They're the same batter, but just... Yeah. Different shape, man, yeah, and it holds the syrup differently. One soaks it, one is like cupping it, like mini pools. Mm. Yeah, well, I, oh, a little pearl in the background. Look at this. Oh, wait, what, t- take a... We have a celebrity dog in the frame briefly. Oh, no. Oh, I couldn't wait. take it. Here, wait, I can grab her. Oh, she's looking at the camera. Ah, we got her. You did? Okay. Probably you can go about your day. Thank you for your time. When I eat waffles, I'm like, this shouldn't be breakfast, because, like, every aspect of this is unhealthy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But having just eaten it and some coffee, I feel pretty feel pretty focused. Feel Locked re- and loaded. I, yeah, ready to discuss the film of the week this week. Well, I'm ready to cue the intro. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film, and hopefully you have a crew member of the film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week... Well, this week, uh, over two parts, we had the cinematographer, uh, Maria Rushi, uh, of Shiva Baby, and also of... Uh, Bottoms. Which, and we had a great two-part discussion. Yeah. But Parth, uh, as you as you were humming the our intro music, I thought... What if we've never heard our intro music played live? Wouldn't that be so crazy to get a live version of that? I would love to do a live recording of the show. Have you ever? Do you ever oh. listen to Conan's podcast? Um. Oh, Conan O'Brien, O'Brien. needs a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Needs a friend. Yeah. Yes. I I used to. He has some good guests. Sometimes. Every now and then he does a live show, and the theme song like da na na da na na all that. Yeah. 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 Um, is played they, by a live band. It'll, yeah, like, usually when it's like, oh, we're cueing the intro now, they'll have, the like, an actual band on stage to like, play the music and stuff. What if we had that? I yeah. feel like we, we would just need, like, uh, Nathaniel... The reach of N- Nathan- I was just going to say, we'd need Nathaniel Johnston and, uh, like, a computer or, like, a guitar. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or just another... Cap- any number of capable musicians could probably make something happen. But maybe maybe one day, maybe when we hit uh, two hundred episodes, perhaps. Yeah, well, but live or a live episode would be fun. I think about our our commentary idea a lot. Yes, I I would be interested in doing that. Um, Over a shorter movie like this, tight. Uh, wow, Trent! Mm. I was looking for the for the for the transition. way for the way in. You could feel us waning on yeah. the on the polite but talk you, a little bit. And and usually I'm I'm the transition king, but I might have been dethroned in that moment. You're the one who pulls the trigger, but mm. I was chomping at the bit. But um, Trent, Shiva baby, we need to discuss it. Let's more do it. More importantly, the people need to know what it's about. Give a little synopsis. So okay. we need a 10-word synopsis. Is it me or you? Um, just for fun, and since I haven't even peeked at the document yet, how about I'll go in blind in the spirit of the game? Please. Sugar Baby goes to Shiva, sees Sugar Daddy, antics ensue. Wow, that's I would say that's pretty accurate. I, I wasted uh, too many words on sugar. It's probably done too many descriptive words, but yeah, I, that's I, all right. I, yeah, uh, but the real description 
is at a Jewish funeral service with her parents. A college student runs into her sugar daddy and ex-girlfriend. I guess I forgot that key ex-girlfriend part. But yeah. Uh, but I would say you got the main. Yeah, that's sort of the, the that's sort things. of that's sort of the B plot. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you want to? Was there a budget? A box office? There was. The budget was two hundred thousand dollars, and the box office was uh, three hundred fifteen thousand, and also four hundred and fifty three dollars. But we'll just call it three hundred fifteen thousand. Uh, this movie yeah. came out during the pandemic. I COVID, think. Yeah. And I was listening briefly to uh, the director talking about, and Rachel Sonoy talking about Bottoms coming out, and they were talking about, um, like, the virtual South by Southwest for Shiva Baby, and then they were happy to be there. Yeah, I, I, we're going to get into that. I suggested some sort of, like, fighting or, like, hero element to the movie, but the fight club, I think, came from a giant whiteboard where we just, like, wrote random things on the wall, like, lots of blood, explosion, um, knitting, <laughs> like, <laughs> random things, and I think, I, I remember us just sort of coming to fight club at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, but... And I think it got more fighty as it went along. It's amazing. The last time I was here was with the short film for Shiva Baby, which was five years ago. And it was like a completely different experience because it was like my first time at a festival. And I was just like meeting so many other filmmakers. So to come back with this and to have Claudette like introduce it at the Paramount on Saturday night was crazy and surreal and, and so wonderful to, to be able to like have the opportunity to do it. Because after 2020, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to South by. And now we're here, so it's very special. But Rachel was here last year with bodies, and I was like emotionally here with you. I feel like from the I'll, South part, I'll, I'll step, I'll take I'm anything. stepping aside. Oh, so now we're talking about you personally. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. All right. I'll, I'm you. I'll let <clears throat> you in the production history. Dance the night away. All right. So Shiva Baby is an expansion of director Emma Seligman's 2018 short film of the same title which she made as her thesis project while studying film at NYU. Trent, what if we made a feature film based off one of our uh, senior theses? That'd be uh, pretty awesome. Isn't that like the whole dream and idea of film school? Isn't like sort of guess, the whole point? Isn't, isn't that like the scariest yeah. part? And her thing was, wasn't even 15 or 10 minutes like our things. It was like seven minutes. And I watched it again this morning, and it's a crazy amount of stuff compressed into seven minutes, which we can talk about later. My, my thesis currently is clocking in at nine minutes, 30 seconds. Sub 10? Part of the festival yeah. circuit is going to love you. They could just throw yeah, you where... Eat me up. They could throw you wherever in. You should just make it like 45 seconds long, you know. And Sundance will just use you for the, <laughs> the submission fee. So despite the short being accepted to South by Southwest... Nobody wanted to finance the low-budget feature. She then approached Katie Schiller, who was the best producer in her graduating class, at Rachel Senat's encouragement, who uh, starred in the short. Uh, Seligman, was particularly Seligman was particularly inspired by Gio Coppola's Palo Alto and Trey Edward Schultz's Krisha. Seligman attempted funding for the feature for a year and received offers from some organizations, but they requested more creative control over the film, which they were unwilling to give. Most of the financing came from outside funding and independent funding from people the production team knew. Seligman told Women in Hollywood that using primarily, primarily one location was also a financial decision. 
producer Kieran Altman said that the competitive filmmaking market in New York helped them work with a small budget as they were able to negotiate large discounts on gear rentals. Mm. The crew were also friends of the producers, and most of them took a cut of their usual rate, while editor Hannah Park was Seligman's roommate. Rachel Senat was kept on as the lead from the short um, because Seligman had become aware of Senat from their time at NYU. Molly Gordon was cast as Maya, despite not having a chemistry read with Senat due to the accelerated schedule, and the pair met for the first time a day before filming began. Um, after Gordon, Diana Agron was cast. Diana Agron is Jewish and was happy to be in a Jewish film despite playing the only non-Jewish character. Um, the shoot was initially planned for summer 2018, was then postponed to 2019, and Seligman wanted to push it again to 2020 to have more time to raise more money, but Senat set a time bomb as she wanted to film in 2019, which um, ended up probably helping them because they would not have been able to shoot it, at least not the way they wanted to, um, because the pandemic would have happened. What is, it's, it's the time bomb, like, when, uh, during Kid Detective, when uh, Adam Brody was like, I'm getting too old, we need to film this yeah. soon? I, I think that it was like, she was like, it happens now, or, like, it's not happening, I think. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you just gotta set a time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So Shiva Baby was filmed over 16 days in August 2019 at an Airbnb in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Seligman chose the house on Argyle Road because of its dark wood interior and stained glass windows, providing a yentl-like glow. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> after scouting the house, Seligman built a model of the first floor out of Legos and used this to plan shots. Um, we got said that we got into that during the interview, and I thought that we did, I thought that so I thought that was so fun. Yeah, if you haven't listened yet, now's a good time. Go check it out. Part um, one, part two. I can't even decide which is better because I can't remember what was said when. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she said that some of the main struggles were because of continuity, particularly working with actors who were not always available at the same time. Another thing we get into in our interview. Um, another struggle was the baby playing Rose who would not stop crying during the shoot and they would have to rewrite some scenes to accommodate that factor. Director of photography Maria Rushi, I wonder if she was interviewed by anybody, used an Ari Alexa XT camera to shoot in full screen 2K resolution and used Kawa anamorphic lenses as well as uh, Cook Cinetel zoom lenses. And about half the film was shot handheld. Uh, Seligman was uncertain if she wanted to use a musical score for the film because she wanted to aim for realism, but chose ultimately to have score as she wanted to divert focus from background chatter and represent Danielle's emotions. Um, the film was originally meant to premiere at South by Southwest in person, but the festival was canceled due to COVID-19, so it screened digitally instead. There you go, Parth. And, you got around to it. But, but yeah. But, came uh, came the, full circle. The movie ended up becoming the most streamed movie on Mubi. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, in 2021. I, I, I feel like for a small movie uh, in the past couple of weeks, in talking about it with people, I'm amazed at how many people have seen it. I felt the same way because I had seen, I'd heard about it from like, um, actually, I think it might have been a friend of the show and my employer, Adam Volerich. Um, I talked with him in like 2020 or 2021, something like that. And he had been like, oh, you should really go check that movie out. And I was like, all right. And I'd heard about it. And maybe I, I've been saying that someone 
I I knew that I had seen the short, uh, the NYU short in 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 in, in high or in college at some point, and I've been advertising the fact that we must have that we were shown in screenwriting or something. But maybe Adam sent it to us, and I think Adam might have sent it to us because I'm like a hundred percent sure we didn't see it in a class. In in Patrick's class, okay. our screenwriting professor. Or, for those interested, or or maybe I'm yeah, or maybe that makes the most sense. But uh, I knew I had seen it in the in my in my lizard brain. But I saw this movie about a month ago, I think at this point, and um, I was like, wow, I really really liked that. Um, and I was like thinking of people to ask for the show, and I was like, I guess I'd like to cover Shiva Baby, even if it doesn't bring us like listeners. Because uh, I was like, I don't know, whatever. But um, I feel like the effect has been exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. I have, no, I have absolutely no idea of what people will listen to because that post that we did for the first part got like 60 likes or something, which is way more than our average. And we got way more retweets on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't the even DP know. Yep. who we interviewed um, posted about it on her Instagram. And then a bunch of the producers followed us. Yep. And the director of the film liked it. Yep. and posted it. Yep. So, so all that was so all, all that was awesome. Cinematographer of Shiva Baby, and know? good things start to happen. Yeah. It, it's like Top Gun, the Batman. These things you can see coming, but some things just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, um, with all that being, oh trips. yeah, fun that facts. Sounds like a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Pardon my cough. Uh, this is a newer movie, and uh, there is only so much trivia, so or IMDb trivia. And it's a small, small movie, so so uh, bear with me. Yeah. Um, this was already kind of the first one was already kind of said. Oh well, I'll I'll read it anyway. Um, Kim Diana Agron is referred to as a shiksa, meaning non-Jewish woman. However, Diana Agron. From Glee, Parth Glee. Yeah, is, no, I, I know. I, Glee, you know, Glee. Work, work. And that's what you missed on? <laughs> is actually, so Diane Agron is actually Jewish in real life, as Parth mentioned. Unlike... <laughs> Parth, we should do a mashup. A mashup. A mashup. <laughs> uh, unlike lead, Rachel Sonoy, who is not Jewish. But I believe... Isn't that crazy? I also think it's funny that in the movie they're like, why'd she have to marry a, a blonde, why'd he have to marry a blonde uh, Christian woman when there's so many good Jewish women here and she's Jewish. Yeah, she's like the only through line from the short, but she's really good in both. So I can see why I'm willing to, uh, I don't know, I'm not willing to weigh in on where it falls in the casting ethics, but. It's fine by me. I, I mean, like, I guess it's not maybe my place to say, but I'll, I will just say that the director is Jewish, and it's coming from a very personal place, yep. and it seems like if they're down with it, let's party. Yeah, let's let's. And it seems like Senat was like, that sounds like acting to me. Acting to me. Know. A little bit of acting. But, yeah, okay, anyways. moving forward. Um, uh, the water bowl used to clean coffee off Daniel's shirt is supposed to be used to wash hands when entering the Shiva house immediately after the funeral. The lock screen on Daniel's phone visible during a few scenes is an image of lead Rachel Sonoit? Sonoit? It's Senna. Senna and director Emma Seligman, which I thought was so fun. 
Yeah. Uh, the first scene in the movie was the last to be shot, and except for some of the producers, all essential crew are women. Writer, director, editor, music, cinematography, etc. The lead is also a woman, if you didn't know. Uh, I'm surprised we... I almost brought that up during the interview, but um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what's less cool are these one-star reviews are we've got? people who decided that this movie was as bad as movies could possibly be. For example, Don M., who says, Worst movie I've ever seen! Wow. Three exclamation points. But- Don't waste your money! Exclamation point. I regret this rental, and I knew it in the first five minutes. They should watch Uncut Gems if this is stressing them out. Yeah. But, like... Uh, uh, anyways, well, it's not worth wasting your breath on on being confused by what they well, find yeah. oh, about what they find yeah. so bad. Some some people we, are just dumb, and maybe we should live with that. We've done this a lot of times now. There must be it's there must be a certain population of the world that just disagrees with our opinions, yeah. like Ginger Jones, which sounds like a comic book character. Um, yeah, so titled, yeah, no, don't. There's nothing nice to say here. Uh, a vanity project. Incredibly boring and predictable, especially when it tries to shock the audience with, oh my gosh, sex? I thought this might be a humorous look at what a small world we live in. What? Uh, sorry, <laughs> that, that that what was for me. Uh, but it was just a snooze fest of unlikable characters. Isn't it, like, weird? Like, I don't know what who, they were... Ex- why would it be a humorous look at what a small world we live in? Who... Yeah, who is saying that that's what this movie is? And, like, I don't think that the movie is trying to be shocking with the sex stuff. Like, I think maybe it's being, like, a little provocative, but, like, I don't think it's, like... This isn't, like, The Wolf of Wall Street or something, you know what I mean? I think... I mean, both the short and this movie start on the characters having sex, and that's shocking, but one of it's a good way to engage your audience by shocking them. But also, does any... I don't think anything like that happens again. Like, I don't think... Well, I mean, if... I don't know how we got here, but if we're going through the sexual moments in this movie, we have the beginning, her almost... Bl- the blowjob. Her almost blowing almost him in the bathroom, happening. her... taking nude photographs and sending them to him but it's like you don't see anything that interesting and i think that's and then her kissing the girl in the driveway yeah but like it's not shocking you know well it can be shocking but it's not uh, overly oh gay people scare uh ginger jones i guess oh i thought you were gonna say gay people scare me but i'm glad i'm not i'm glad i'm outside no, i'm outside people i suppose but I, i'm de- no one scares me okay so uh yeah. <laughs> Parth, tell us about the last review the last one was maybe my favorite um so this is by red ink um interesting name. it's a it says... red box's brother <laughs> nice yeah. uh this it says don't waste your money be careful about using a digital credit when purchasing a movie. Thought we were paying $7 minus our credit of $8, but in fact you were shown the after credit price. $15 for this movie is very overpriced. Wow, the third review is always the wild card. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, I, if it just came out, but it reviewed on December 23rd, 2021, so the movie didn't just come out. No, it had been like a year and a half or something and on amazon it was 15 dollars to rent this movie i mean like it might have been that it was like 20 dollars, and then when you subtract tax or whatever um it becomes 15 dollars, and that's what had happened 
No, um, no, they're saying that they had, like, a credit. And no, they... I know, but the movie is actually, like, $22, well, I know when, let's when... say, minus. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they thought that they were, when they pressed pay $15, they thought they were paying. I, like, I understand what's no, happening. No, no. No, they hit like... they they hit pay eight dollars, thinking they were paying eight dollars, but in reality that was after it had already subtracted their discount. So in total, it was fifteen total dollars, and they thought that, that was too much. But they only agreed to eight, is what they're arguing. Right, but that's definitely not what happened. What they're saying is, they thought like they they were shown pay fifteen dollars, and they thought that eight dollars would be taken off of that. But the movie actually costs fifteen dollars plus eight dollars. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Because uh, they said you are being shown the after credit price. So, okay, I, I think I think it, uh, where it, the movie was either fifteen dollars or twenty two dollars, but I think it's okay either way, and the point is the same. The point is the same, which is, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I, but uh, if you're gonna, but if you're buying a movie, are they buying that's how it or are they cost. are they are they renting it? About purchasing a movie, yeah, fifteen dollars. If you go and buy the Blu-ray, it's gonna be that much. You can have yeah. Shiva Baby for the rest of your freaking life. It's not worth it. It yeah. it's like one time I brought um, a, you know when you bring your games back to GameStop and they wouldn't offer you very much money. Yeah. I br- one cent. I brought like a college football like NCAA 2010 and it was like years. Oh, I, I remember It was this. years after the fact and I gave it to them and they said we can only offer you one penny. Do you think you can get one penny worth of joy out of this? And so they gave it back to me and it's still in my parents' basement bringing me wow. bringing me joy each day. Well, that's those are the ones who are views. Those are three people who don't like the movie compared to Parth and I. Oh, Two people who do. Who do? You see, I'm getting better. You are. Yeah. I'm proud. I'm a proud papa. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, is it is it go time? I think it's what's go time. working. What's not working? Um, I really really like this movie. Um, well, I know it's really good. The acting how sh- of the mm-hmm. actors. Like yeah. pretty much all of them give really great performances. I think, I think everybody is perfectly cast. Um, I, I, it's funny. I wanted to interrupt you during your production history talking about Rachel Sanaa and Molly Gordon and they're not meeting and not having a chemistry read because they have great chemistry. And, I think so too. And I didn't know this, but I was like, Molly Gordon, you're a good actor. I wonder what else you've been in. And then she was in Booksmart, which surprised me. And she plays a very wait. Is oh, is she the like? Like, like mean girl. Yes, and she yeah. she plays a very different character. I mean, she's yeah. also well, she, she's she, mean. In she's both. kind of mean in this, but it's different varieties of mean. Um, Are you um Danielle's cousin or sister or something? Because you guys look you guys look really similar. Uh, no, but we do kind of look alike. It's kind of like that. We grew up together. Oh, so kind of like family. I don't know. We went to prom together. Oh, that's so sweet. It is so sweet. Yeah. You're right. She was like late and brought me a dead corsage. She wasn't dead. It was fully a dead flower. Oh. I, I feel like you two had a really fun prom. <laughs> you bet that we did, yeah. <laughs> I know, we like had a limo. Uh-huh, yeah, you spiked the punch, you know, like puking everywhere. Like, mug and, mug. and we like fucked. Oh, she yeah. had her first orgasm. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
what? It was a night to remember. Um, but Rachel Sonnant is going to be a star. Well, I mean, she, yeah. she already is. She already is. Um, but, but like, um, bodies, 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 this, I'm sure Bottoms is going to help her case. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm finally on the Sonnant train, as it were. I, I She was my favorite part in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I, um, how, I, how, I feel like she had the whole, the world and the internet in her palm. After. Yeah. Well, running a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? Um, anyways, um, so that hit home, but... I think everybody is cast really well, and I think the thing that this movie does so well is pace and tone. Um, it's not a long movie. It's like 80 minutes, right? Yeah, like 80, 80 and change. So there's, it doesn't have much time to be working with, and I, I, I just... It might even be like 74 minutes, like when the credits start or something like that. Mm. But like, not not in a bad way at all. It's like... For how small, for for given the fact that the short and this are more or less covering the same events and passage of time, I, I find it so crazy and cool that they expanded the nugget to like literally times 10 to its yeah. original scale. And uh, Trent has seen the short. I have not seen the short, so I guess I can't comment on that. Um, though you have some interesting things to say about that, right? Yeah, what's up? Could you take this little oh, bit sure. I can yeah, totally sure. help you with all right. this. How was the funeral? Uh, eh, eulogies weren't great. Yeah. You know, do me a favor. When I go, make a good speech. Uh, you know what? Take the rogalach. Okay, I'll take these. Thanks, follow me. Room. Oh, wait, Mom, who died? Oh, darling, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Mom, what? Who died? Oh, my Uncle Larry's stepbrother's wife, Maureen. So, what can I get you? No, Mom, I can't eat that. Why not? Because it's dairy and I'm lactose intolerant. You're killing Mom, me. Mom, I tell you it every single time. You look like Gwyneth Paltrow on food stamps. Ask Aunt Us. She says that you're anorexic. Are you listening to me, Danielle? Dan what? Is Cheryl and Paul Shapiro's nephew. Oh, he's aged well. Or maybe after the... I mean, I, I don't know if you're baiting me into saying something in particular, but my first thought was that when when we when I first watched the long version, I was like, I kind of feel like it works better as a short. And then having just watched both of them over the past 24 hours, it like... It, maybe it just flipped, but now I watched the short this morning and I was like, everything feels so rushed and uh, it feels too condensed. But maybe that was just me getting used to the the stretched out version. But I, 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 I like both versions a lot. But seeing, uh, like wa I, watching the short, I can't help but think of film school the whole time. And yeah. uh like in in a in in uh, in a good way, but I can't help but think about the production and that you know the the the, the actors. But the acting w is very good, but it's just like a huge step up in the long version. Yeah, but as I was saying, with tone and pace, um, mm. I think that this movie I described it in my Letterboxd review as uncut gems for unemployed college students or graduating college students. Huh. Um, they take some of the best joke, like some of the best jokes and some of the best lines are in the original. But what I think they do really good about this is like that you're anorexic, you're not eating. Like, what's your major? Like all these things getting repeated is used very yeah. strategically. It's very good repetition. I, I think a lot of times when movies try to 
replicate um like young people and their interactions with the old people like it sounds the way i just made it sound it's just like hokey and i think that this is one of the most real honest depictions of i think that period of life which i am currently living um or about so, yeah 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 i was going to say you're about to be post grad but you are still pre pre grad but soon yeah. yeah but like it's um i'm at the point where everybody is like what are your plans what are you working on and you and you know, so i have a few job interviews lined up even though it's a big fucking lie it's a big lie i have things yeah no um but i think that like um the way it shows that is really uh well done and um, part of the reason why I think I connect with it so much because I just feel like it captures what is so like aggravating about it, which is like what you're saying with the repetition of it all. Um, and then also the sound design in this movie is really, mm. really good. I, I, I've been meaning to work this in, but I get, I just want to reference the plucking of guitar strings or whatever they're sh- they're they're plucking uh, throughout is really awesome. I, I they were debating the original score, and I would imagine that's part of the original score. Yeah. Yeah. But very effective. Um, I don't know if you were referring to something else. Or yeah, no. I mean, I was just, uh, I was just. The music is also very good. I, I guess I was just referring over to overlapping like, dialogue. The dialogue. There's a lot of times where it's like uh, when we talk with Maria Rushi about how they wanted to sort of have this subjective visual standpoint, um, which works. But th- what I think makes the visuals work even better is the sound, and it's like you'll hear like the scraping of like chairs moving or like things like that that are just like so aggravating and um as somebody that can sometimes get a little overwhelmed um with things i think it really does a good job of externalizing what is going on in her head um in sound the first time I was watching this, she, like, ends up, or I think just once, she ends up in the bathroom just, like, looking at her reflection, like, after, like, being overstimulated, and I was like, is she gonna, like, do, I was like, she's either gonna do, like, the Joker dance, or she, or she's gonna, like, scream and, like, hold her face, and then she did, like, neither of those things you'd expect, and then she took naked pictures of herself, and it reminded me of, uh... Well, and I think that that's uh, uh, an awesome subversion. But in in some class, we watched this short film, and it was like at every decision point, the characters did exactly the inverse of what you would expect them to do. And um, I thought this movie at times did a good job of doing exactly the opposite of what you would expect them to do. It also reminds me of... um... Actually, I don't know if you were here for when this. I don't. You weren't here for this scene, but the movie never, rarely, sometimes, always. We watched. I showed up. Uh, I showed up late to that screening. Um, a screening with the director came uh, for Q and A afterwards. But in I was, that I, movie, I was present for that part. One once, the main character finds out that she's pregnant. Um, she, we see her like look at herself in the mirror and give herself a nose piercing. Mm. And I, I. I, I I kind of feel like a slight connection between those two moments in terms of feeling a loss of control and then you're exerting some kind of control over your physical 
body. Um, mm. And yeah, it just uh, since you mentioned that, like I thought that was an interesting uh, connection between those two films. Both movies I watched very recently and liked a lot. I think um, the the mom and the dad in this movie are also very good. Uh, yes. da- dare I say, like character actors, since they are sort of like hamming it up to or playing. I, I think the mom, especially, I think the dad is very funny. Yes, yes, um, yes. But I don't. But I think that the mom is given like a good amount of depth, mm. where I think it would be easy to make that character just like. You never call me anymore. You never like you know what I mean. Like it's just like, um, yeah, it's a really grating and annoying. But I think that there is a sense of a bond between the two of them and a sense of understanding um, that I like. And when she, which I just makes her makes her way more fleshed out. Yeah, when she gets there, she's like, uh, like, do I look good, sort of thing. And then I was like, they have a real seems like they have a real relationship, yeah. and they're both just two girls talking, you know. And I think that the dad's one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie is like the dad being like, no, 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 we can fit more people. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. With the van, because my dad, I, I feel like it's big. I don't know if it's a dad thing. It's big, but it's big on the carpool. Well, it's not that he's big on the carpool. He's kind of like, no, we can make this thing work. Come on. And like, you're like, yeah, but to make this plan work, this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen. So this plan doesn't really make any sense. And my dad will just be like, it's fine. Come on, it's fine. And I feel like that's such a like dad thing. And I think that the movie captures that um, where it's just like, please stop. And you're like, and they're like, no, it's fine. I looked at the van with new insight, given that she said that the, that picture car was cast specifically like due to the fact that it would be good for filming. And it was just like, it was just like what they had but that it worked for the aesthetics of what they needed. And I love all the junk in the back, and then there's, like, the cardboard covering the glass. It's classic It's classic stuff. I think that, like, they make really good use of space in the movie. Um, it, it's the classic, like, I mean, expanded film school idea of what if we just put it, what if we did the whole movie in one, in one place? That'd be so yeah. convenient. That's, like, your junior thesis, Parth. Just like that. Yeah, the the junior thesis that I love talking about. Um, anyways, um, no, I mean, but, but I mean, I mean, it, it, it is smart though, and like, or like, I don't, like Jackson's talking about like renting a motel to shoot something in, and it's like you yeah, can shoot, yeah. you can shoot there, you can sleep in it. It actually looks like a motel because it is a motel. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that she, they're able to like create visual difference like it doesn't feel like you are stuck in yeah yeah she a big room she said during the interview the fear or the the effort towards trying to make the house look distinct through different portions of the movie i noticed this i don't know if you rewatched it but it's like when they're like going up and down the staircase you like see them through like the grate of like the or the ornateness of the staircase and i thought i made note of that as a as yeah. a cool visual thing yeah i mean i just think that they are able i feel like they chose a very good location um to film in because i think that the house itself is kind of a character in the movie and it provides enough yeah film school thing this yeah time. literally um, the eyes of the but, windows to the soul yeah um but anyway but it's true sorry yeah sorry um but i think that it is and it, it 
they're able to get so much out of the way that it's all laid out um, in a way that I think uh, is beneficial to the movie. I maybe it's because I have no gaydar, but I wow, <laughs> where is this gonna go? Oh, just I guess it's like in the it's in the text now. But my first time watching the movie, I was very. Not to, I was surprised that uh, or, or like Rachel Sonnot and uh, Molly Gordon have a thing, but now watching it again and seeing all, knowing that, and then seeing all the subtext and that all of their dynamics are changed because of that, and it's fun. Yeah, and it's like they sort of end up together? Question mark. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's the oh, I mean, standing at the graduate, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Like we're together. What does that? But mean? but at, but at what cost? Um. But it doesn't. I mean, she seems better off with her than with with Sugar Daddy, with she with Shiva Baby. Yeah, and I I think that something I like about the movie is that it it, it, it knows when the main character is being ridiculous or is being um a bit much. But I don't think that it ever. I think it's very sympathetic, or or empathetic, like. I feel bad for her. I never feel like, oh, she's just being annoying. Like she's like I hate her it, or something like that. It's isn't it great how like punchable the sugar daddy guy is? He's like he's very very punchable. I, the whole time I kept thinking he was Ted from from How I Met Your Mother. From How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, like doesn't like, he kind like with a beard? He looks kind of like him. Yeah, yeah, almost. I I I hear what you're saying jo- um, Josh Radner. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but I. Uh, he sucks. Um, yeah, well, good. He good at acting. Good at acting like he. Sucks. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, I was talking about the character. Um, is a bad human being. Um, I don't think this movie is at all filled with bad human beings, though. Like, like that one. No, like I would that, say he's like the one guy that is like, that is ex- ah, he's a bad ex- apple. exclusively bad. Um, but I think but that, everyone like, else is like a victim. Or it's just a flawed person, like most people. I think, yeah, I think they're just like flawed, which I, I think that they somehow this movie doesn't feel scripty. Like all the characters feel like real people. That I'm like, yeah, I feel like I I know somebody that is like that, do, or maybe would be like that if put in that situation. Do you know the one? She's like more than an extra, but she has like glasses and sort of like big lips, and she like talked really slow. And, yeah. and I, uh, she, uh, I looked her up, and she's like in other stuff, and she was really, really funny. But I, I was. Danielle. Hi. Hey, you. <laughs> you look stunning. Oh, thank you. Absolutely gorgeous. Yes. So, any boyfriends? Um, no, not yet, or right you now. You so excited about graduating. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, uh, I have, like, some exams left, and then, um, I have some interviews that I'm gonna really? do. Really? You didn't tell me. Where? I'm, well, I don't think you know the places. Do you still make those little videos? I always thought those were so fun. I haven't done one in a while. So, acting is still your goal. No, it's, like, comedy, stand-up. Um, what was your major again, sweetie? No, no, she doesn't have a major, Mom. Uh, she makes it up. 
but you like you got a diploma. Right? Yeah, I think it was politics. Now I'm trying to think if I know anybody. I always remember you were such a humanitarian yes. growing up. You wanted to go on that trip and 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 feed the homeless and teach English in the Orient. My major was sort of like women and gender studies through oh, the lens. Oh, so you could run marches, like with the pink pussy hat. Yes, exactly. That's such a good idea, right? You love to march and you love to knit. Our friend Steve Epps. I, I was more conscious of the extras this time. I was going to say, the, mo the movie makes really good use of extras. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, like, well, really good use of extras in, like, the invisible way that you don't, like, that... I was now after hearing her talk about it, I was like, there are a lot of people that are changing that don't look like they belong at this party that I am now noticing. Like a lot of young people that we will never see close to the camera. Yeah. Um, but what was your extras thing? No, just that, like, uh, I think that, I mean, it was, I was listening to an interview with Damien Chazelle mm. for when he was doing press for Babylon, and he was saying that you can tell how he used to think that you could tell how good a director was by how they directed extras. Mm. Um, and... You know, directing is 90% casting, so... Mm, okay, Martin Scorsese. Um, but, um... I think that there, that's true to some extent. Um, and that I think... When I watched the movie, I believe that the world exists beyond... what we see. I think sometimes a problem you have... For example, and I'm not to be too mean, but a lot of Marvel movies. Um, this is a really easy punching bag. Very convenient. Well, I, I don't want it to be a punching bag. It's just a trend I've seen with like big budget things, um, or, and even like smaller budget things, where it's like the camera is only focusing on what it's focusing on. If that makes sense. Like if you have two people talking, they're in a room, and they are. It's like just them, pretty much. Versus if you look at some scenes in Babylon, for example, I think that's another movie that uses that makes great use of extras. Um, and you really believe that they're in that environment or there, there's another thing that somebody tweeted where in Marvel movies. And I, again, I think in in a lot of movies, people don't interact with their environment. Like they're always in these huge places, but they're never like actually like touching things. Um, and that as opposed to this movie where I feel like so much of what makes it work is the use of the environment and of the people around it to create like uh, a feeling. Um, and I think Seligman is very good at that. This is a, a, a quality in movies that I think my mom likes and I'll try to put my finger on what this phenomenon is. But it's uh Maybe it's just, like, having older people in movies, but it's, like, ca casting locals that, like, look like real people with, like, flaws and wrinkles. Yeah. And it's just, like, cool and unexpected to see, like, real-looking and acting people in movies. And maybe that's just, like, seeing less attractive people on screen. Um, yeah. but, uh, good. Well, but I, like, ex I, I, I feel like extras casting is a part of that. Even though I, definitely once on, on set, someone was talking about this, about like looking like a normal person, quote unquote. And they were like, every actor ever, even like Leonardo DiCaprio has like two normal looking parents and he is just the product of them. Like every other person, <laughs> like every other ugly or normal person. And so he is the perfect normal face as well. 
This is something also that I was talking about actually yesterday with friend of the show, Jackson Clark, um, and friend off the show, Ellie Gualbert. While drinking beers in the daytime? Cool. I don't... What, we, what, what, what happens at 31 High stays in 31 High, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but, oh, I guess I gave your address, but it won't be your address for much longer. Yep. We were talking about John Wick and people criticizing Keanu Reeves's performance um, in movies in general. And something that I'm a big believer in, and Jackson uh, was sort of saying this too, is that he's doing something particular. And um, my feeling is that good and bad are not worthwhile things to think about. All that matters is, are you interesting to watch? And in the same token, I think in casting, like, quote-unquote, real people, um, all that matters, like, I don't know that, like, some of these people are good actors, but they are interesting to watch in the movie that they're in, and that's all that matters. Um, and I think that that's something that... Um, kind of gets overlooked because a lot of actors it's like yeah they're they're really well they're good at acting but i don't know that they're like actually fun to watch or like i'm like excited to watch them i'm just sort of watching like technical proficiency at acting um and i think that that's something this movie does well as well is there any final what's working before we inch into what's not working which should be a shorter conversation i'd imagine <clears throat> um why don't we just go into what's not working because i don't really have that much i have like one vague bullet point it's like all it's like all i have on the agenda as uh, do you want it please there were a few times while watching it and i where i was like this movie feels very real and that's like the best part about it and I know that it is a comedy, but there were like two or three times where I was like, we're 10% over the line into this joke going a little bit too far or people acting a little bit too comical or like big. It was like the other characters outside of Rachel Sonat, like she's sort of supposed to be like the straight man main character avatar. And like the other people are really, or like, can be kind of zany and crazy but she she crosses the line not there's not any line but i'm just like we're being a little bit ridiculous here for a movie that's so real but uh if i ever am lucky enough to write and direct a movie in my early 20s i'm sure i'll have some lines i regret that's only natural fair enough i i don't particularly have that issue with the movie i think maybe even though the movie is kind of short, I think because it's so stressful um, and very effective at it, that by the end, I'm like, please let it end. Um, but not I, I'm like, a, I think that's bad. I don't even know that that's a thing that's not working. It's kind of like walking out of John Wick and being like, oh, I'm exhausted by that action. But it's like, it was all well done. You know what I mean? The, the, short, so. the short ends in like the middle of like the like the shiva with the baby crying and then i'm glad and that's around like the exact one hour mark and then i'm glad it has the extra 15 minutes of like the car stuff because it feels like you're like de-escalating 
because the yeah. the the short sort of sort of ends at like a crescendo a crescendo in the action, and then this like brings you back down, and then lets lets you chill out a little bit Three more. Act structure, conflict I'm, resolution. Yeah, I'm sure if you looked at the screenplay, we could we could draw some lines at where the three act structure starts and ends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't really have anything. I think that this this is I mean all all due respect to Emma Seligman I don't think this is better than or as good as Whiplash but it reminds me kind of whip like Whiplash where it's like an idea stretched to its limit and like on the tightest sort of like restraints if that makes sense like I think that it's like it's like a bullet, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it has a very similar story to Whiplash in, like, the short-to-feature pathway, which, which I well, feel... Well, yes wh- and no. Well, well what, what's what's the no? Uh, Whiplash was originally... He wrote the full screenplay to the movie, and then... Um, oh, oh, just made they, the short to get it made? Yeah, they made the short because they were like, well, the, you've not directed anything real to convince people because there were offers to buy the script and then have it be directed by somebody else, but he wanted to direct it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so he, he had to prove they himself. made the short as a way to finance the movie, but then strangely enough, it was um, an adapted screenplay, even though the short was adapted from or the, the screenplay. The, the feature was adapted from the short. Well, the fe- it says the feature is adapted from the short, but the short is just a scene from the feature. Yes. So so it's like adapting from itself, because it, yeah. even though it's Which is original, why it's funny it, that it's so yes. it's original. It's original because it's just saying it's a part. When of it was whole... nominated, yeah. I when see. it was nominated, it was nominated in the adapted screenplay section. Wow, that's so backwards. Even though, yeah, that that's why it's like not really because as I understand it, she wrote a short, shot the short, and then expanded upon it in a feature, which is the more normal, like way to go about it but at least like for our purposes in this day and age isn't like that like getting your short made in college or right after college or a few years after college and then that going to a festival and then someone being stupid enough to finance you for a feature isn't like basically the only way to go about it um i don't know it's the only way to go about it but it is a way to go about it yeah um it's discouraging. It's, yeah. Yeah, kind of like this movie. Um, yeah. Well, it's not a, it's, I, I would say it's a relatively hopeful movie, but I, it, it is... It, it's pretty watch... Like, it's it, like for how stress-inducing you say it is, and it is, it's like pretty watchable. Like, I've had it kind of on in the background for the past 24 hours trying to uh, be vaguely prepared. And uh, it's it's pretty it's a it's pretty watchable funny funny movie. The way you watch movies is like endlessly fascinating to me. <laughs> what? Just like, well, yeah, yeah, like yeah. well, for for the listeners at home, like Trent will like put on a movie, and it will just like run on and like a screensaver or something, and like it's just so like I don't know anybody else that does it like that, and you and Jordan both do that now, and I, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just so funny to me. 
Yeah, it was, it was like yesterday I started the movie at the start of a five-hour shift, and then by the end of the five-hour shift, watching it in increments, I had barely, barely finished it. Very short film, by the way. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I noticed this the other day. I was like watching Impractical Jokers, calling myself out, on my laptop, and I was leaving to get something from the kitchen, and I was like, I should probably pause it. And then I was like, it doesn't matter. It'll... <laughs> <laughs> It'll it'll, it'll still be going when I get back. Um, is it time? Yeah, I'm looking out the window. It's pretty. It's pretty bright out there. I've I've noticed it's been getting warmer the past few days. I it, it's really hot right now. I got to pop Trying this. On. I gotta pop this hoodie off. Oh, maybe it's more. It's more than that. Oh, it's worth your heart too good. My skin. There's something's wrong with your skin. Oh, I... ah. My skin. I have a sleeping it's dog burning. next to me, so I'm. My skin, it's burning. I'm doing a quiet scream because there's a sleeping puppy. Oh no! A nuclear bomb. It burns. We're the ratings gauntlet, folks. We sure are. <clears throat> Rate it. Watchability recommendability would your mom watch it or would your mom like it mm, now that mm. is an interesting addition to the thing um i, I would rewatch uh, this though i don't know how often yep. um uh, not because it's bad but because i don't know that i want to like but, but because it's good yeah <laughs> i don't know that i want to like feel that stress so often um but I do really like it. Um, I would recommend this. Um, I gave it a four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. So I guess mm. that equates to a nine out of ten. But I would say it's like an 8.75, if yeah, that le- makes sense. Letterboxd and the, um, pot and the pot are two entirely different places. Different I just feel like out of five and out of ten are just like different <coughs> things different, to me. Different landscapes of conversation. Um, but a really, really solid directorial debut. And as for whether my mom would like it, I, I, I'm excited. I don't for, think I'm excited for what this director has in store. Bottoms much? Mm. Yeah, right. I think my mom would be very annoyed by the main character, so I don't know how she would feel about it. Interesting. Annoyed, as in she can't relate to her, or is just frustrated, or it can't relate well, to like that. The, but I the, think the Gen Z or whatever Gen we are. Gen X. Yeah, I just think that sometimes, and I have this too, it's like a little difficult where it's like, this character is making bad decisions. Mm. I don't feel bad for them. I don't make bad decisions. When um, my when my, so, pa- when my parents used to watch Shameless on HBO, they were like really into it for a few seasons, and then they dropped off hard because they said, every season the characters have opportunities to get out of their bad situations and then they screw it up and they end up in the bad situation and we can't watch them do this any longer. No. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What's your ratings gauntlet? So what'd you end on? Eight and a half? 8.75? 8.75. Because it's better than an 8.5 to me. But um, a nine is like pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it is. <clears throat> um... I'm going to give it an 8, which translates to 4 stars. Uh, I would recommend it. I would re-watch it. 
And I think, I know this isn't any basis, but my mom really liked and strongly recommended and got tried to get me to watch the show Unorthodox. Um, uh, and so I feel like my mom, as a non-Jewish person, might like this very Jewish movie. Mm. I'm sure she, I'm sure she'd like it for other reasons besides the fact that it focuses largely around Jewish people. Um, I'm sure she'd like it because it's really well made. But I, I really pushed her to see Uncut Gems, if I remember correctly, because I saw it and I was like, this is awesome, even though this isn't my mom's type of movie. She'll still like it because it's so good. And I think she acknowledged that it was good, but said that she didn't find any joy in it because of how stressful it was. But I think this is sort of like... Not that it's a bad thing, but I think it's a big step down in terms of how stressful it is, so I think she could hang with this. So I think that's my end my end answer, is that she could hang with this and would probably like it. Nice. I, you, well, were che- you were checking your phone during while I was talking. That's cool. Whatever. Sorry, you just, like, talk a lot. Um, I know. <laughs> anyways. Um, I guess that's the end of the Shiva Baby discussion uh, portion of the podcast. Um... But this upcoming month is going to be. It seems like it's going to be an incredible month. Oh, you took you took the words out of my mouth. I think that's kind of all we can say about it, though, is that it's going to be absolutely incredible. And we, I think we can say, and we, the both of us, are going to be the Incredibles, while Mm. having an incredible time talking about Brad Bird's The Incredibles. Yes. Uh, we interviewed head of story, and he's been called Brad Bird's right hand man, um, and and the director of Brave, and an Oscar winning director, co co director, co Oscar winning co director of Brave, correct, and and, um, wor- and work and working on what else did he mention Ratatouille? Uh, he was the head of story. Ratatouille on that. worked on Gennady Tartovsky's. Um, uh, the Clone Wars show, the um, Primal, um, bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he recommended a lot of cartoons to us, or cartoons, animated stuff that we should probably get around to watching. Seems like he knows what he's um, talking but, about. Yeah, but it was a it was a long interview, and folks, it's going to be a month of Incredibles. Um, it's going to be a three part interview because he said so much cool stuff that we can break it up. He like he yes. like unlocked films. In front of our eyes, he told us... Yes, he did. He told us how he fixed, or what needed to be changed to make The Incredibles work in the pre-production story script process. And then off-air, I think he described uh, us that... Ratatouille and Brave. Brave, Which, if you see Parth and I in person, you can ask us to try to reiterate it. I don't know that we can, on the record, tell people, but... Yeah, or um, or, or, or do it. very cool. Yes, very very cool, but you can hear but our him. second Oscar winner on the show. Yes, because our first, I incorrectly told him that we'd never had an Oscar winner before, which was false because we'd had Oscar-winning producer of Nomadland, Molly Asher, uh, your former producer Molly Asher. Um, yeah, but now this is our first... producing professor. Yes, not my producer. Uh, but th- this is our first Oscar-winning director, which is very exciting. Yes, and, that and, is true. And it's amazing and surprising that we've managed to fool two people who have Oscars to be on our show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got Mark Andrews on. He was a super, super cool guy. Very enthusiastic. Talks a lot like Brad Bird. And Trent, these episodes are being released where again? 
Uh, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Is that bullshit? Stitcher is Stitcher is one. Google Podcasts. Any basically anywhere you get your um, podcasts, we're on all podcasting platforms. And make sure to leave a review and five stars, high rating. And you can review. follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Craft Services Pod. If you see Parth and I in the IRL, holla at us. What's up? Yeah. Yep. If you yeah yeah. Um. And next week, part one, Mark Andrews. Let's go. It's exciting. This month is gonna yeah. be awesome. Or it's different. gonna be absolutely terrific. I think this month is gonna be marvelous, or or, mm. or incredible. Da, da, da. That was good. Um, all right, can't, all right. Uh, let's Bye, end. The, let's end the pod.